We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to the LakersNation.com live postgame show. I'm Trevor Lane for LakersNation.com. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane over on Instagram at Trevor Lane NBA. Lakers get the win over the Houston Rockets 140 to 132. Much needed win for the Lakers. Ends a three-game slide. LeBron James, 48 points. Season high for LeBron. 48 on the second night of a back-to-back. That's absolutely incredible. And the Lakers needed those points. I'm sure we'll talk quite a bit about that in this one. And again, a game where every time LeBron went out, the lead would disappear. And when LeBron came back, the lead would, uh, would regrow. Ah, man, there was it, it's a win. That's the bottom line. This game is a win for the Lakers, and that was the most important thing. But I understand why fans, uh, Lakers fans were not coming away from this feeling all that great, even in an eight-point victory. This is uh, right now the worst record in the NBA the Houston Rockets and the Lakers, it's not like they just kind of skated by. You had the Lakers set the franchise record, franchise record, not season record, franchise record for the lowest turnovers in a game ever for a Lakers team. Only two turnovers. And LeBron goes for 48, and you barely squeak past the Houston Rockets. Certainly not what you would expect, given those two things. 48 points for LeBron, franchise record, low in turnovers. Um, We'll talk about that. We'll talk about what happened in this game, what caused this to be closer, I think, than we would have felt comfortable with. But again, nonetheless, bottom line, it's a win, and that's what the Lakers needed. Uh, joining me tonight, Sean Spaces Davis. Sean, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Thanks for having me back on. And uh, to your point about it's a win, uh, yeah, you know, we, we'd be feeling 15 times worse if the Lakers had lost this one. So of course. I'm, I'm all right. So Lakers won. Yeah, you win the game. You get the W, you move on. That's the important part. Um, let's let's just just kick things off with with the, I don't I don't think there's any debate on this, so let's just do this. Superstar of the night. Forty eight points, eight boards, nine assists, five of ten from deep. Hello, LeBron. Three point shooting. Welcome back. Eleven of twelve from the free throw line for LeBron. Sixteen of twenty six shooting in the game. LeBron James very clearly the superstar of the night in this one shot. This is like, this is a positive. Yeah. Let, let's stick with the positive right now. LeBron 48 points. He's 38 years old. 
doing this on the second night of a back-to-back. That's that's absolutely absurd. Um, thoughts on this performance? I mean, yeah. I mean, you said it. Absolutely absurd that he's still able to do this at this stage of his career. And, I mean, the biggest takeaway is the three-point shooting. It's back. And I thought he took a couple of bad ones, like, especially after. Like, he started off five of six, and then he missed his last three or four or whatever. But um, I thought he took a couple of bad ones at the end. So, I mean, LeBron's three-point shooting, if that's truly back and this isn't a one-game occurrence, then that, I mean, like, the, I don't know how you guard LeBron still because he's been insanely efficient from uh, at the rim this season. Uh, the mid-range game, he, he's had a nice touch for uh, what feels like most of the year as well. So, um, you know, it's it's awesome that LeBron can still put on magnificent performance like this. And we had nine tennis assists tonight, too. So, I mean, LeBron's incredible. He's He's got to be, to a degree, frustrated, though, that even against the Rockets, he can't come out of the game. Yeah, no, like, literally. Like, on paper, this should be, even on the second night of back-to-back, this was a game where you thought, okay, maybe he can get some rest in the fourth quarter. Nope. Anytime he came out, the Rockets went on a run. And then anytime he came back in, the Lakers would go on a little run. You know, it's just, and that's, it's been that way since LeBron arrived in LA. It's been that way on previous teams. It's kind of just the way it goes on LeBron teams. But at the same time, the Lakers have done things to try to mitigate that, to try to get rid of that effect. And they just haven't been able to. And we're still seeing this even against the Rockets. So maybe that gives the Lakers a little more incentive to try to get something done on the trade deadline. But, uh, think they should have plenty of incentive as is ace of hearts says love thomas bryant but sangoon cooked fried boiled broiled sirloin baked steamed and sauteed him alper and sangoon a big part of why this game was closer than anybody thought it would be a not season high career high because of course 33 points for alper and sangoon 15 rebounds six assists four blocks 14 of 17 shooting I mean, first and foremost, Sangoon, incredible performance. He's a hell of a talent. The Rockets really have something here with him. This was the game of his life. But nonetheless, he's an incredibly talented player. For the Lakers' perspective, though, he dominated Thomas Bryant. Uh, TB did not have a great game, one for six shooting. He had been kind of the engine in the paint for the Lakers for a while there. It feels like he is running out of a bit of steam. Are, Are you getting that sense as well, Sean? Yeah, I mean, like, that's why he only played 18 minutes tonight. I mean, it's part of the reason why he just also was not good tonight, especially with Sagoon on him uh, when he was guarding Sagoon. But that's, it's got to be more winning, Gabriel. It's got to be more winning. And, I mean, we saw a, a decent chunk of LeBron at the five tonight. Yeah. Um, but this is why, like, if you were if you saw, like, 80s interaction with Wenyon when he fouled out, like, that's how it is now. Like, Wenyon, bro. You can't get in foul trouble like yeah. that because you're just you're so versatile defensively that especially with the most versatile defender in the NBA and Anthony Davis out of action right now, like when you can't get fouled out here. Um, so um, Thomas, hopefully he starts to play better. But yeah, I mean, he, he looks out of gas and this is just like why I'm like, AD, please get healthy. Like I like our shot against Denver with a healthy Anthony Davis, but if there's no AD, then that could be, if that was a potential first-round matchup, that's a totally different story. And and maybe part of why the Lakers are working out bigs, DeMarcus Cousins, Myers Leonard. Sure. You, I mean, if they knew, hey, this might be coming for Thomas Bryant, that he, he might start running out of gas here. And he's been incredible. Don't get me wrong. He's been fantastic for the Lakers. But the last few games, he just hasn't quite had that same impact. And tonight it was very obvious, just he was completely overmatched 
with uh, with Sengun. He was never known for his defense, but nonetheless, teams are just parading into the paint. That's certainly what the Rockets did tonight, just lived at the rim against the Lakers. Uh, Koa said, we blew a big lead every time LeBron sat down. It's almost amazing at this point. We made Sengun look like prime AD on both ends. LeBron should be in the MVP talk. He'd be in the MVP talk if the Lakers were like the two seed right now or something. But they're not. Oh, yeah. They're not. The, somebody made a great point in our playback stream, Trevor. They made, they sent a comment like, LeBron leads the NBA in fourth quarter scoring and he missed 10 games. I'm like, holy crap. Like, like it turns like points actually scored, not Got it. total points. I'm like, you're you're right. Like, that's insane. Yeah. That is. That absolutely is. Um, wow. Bruce, ugly win, gave up almost 140 points to the rebuilding Rockets. And again, relying on a 38-year-old LeBron to score 48 points to bail us out. Hate repeating myself, but a trade needs to happen real soon. Yeah, I mean, watching this game, you just feel, I mean, and part of this is, again, no Anthony Davis, no Lonnie Walker, no Austin Reeves. You're missing key pieces here. But it's hard to watch this game and not walk away from this thinking, man, like, get this get this guy some help. Like, <laughs> against the worst team in the league, Record-wise, the Rockets, LeBron can't come out of the game. And look, every NBA team can be a threat on any given night. But still, it, it was hard to watch this game and not and not feel frustrated that they just couldn't seem to do anything that wasn't LeBron created. Yeah, I mean, oh, well, man. I shouldn't say I shouldn't say nothing. Yeah, Russell Westbrook did. Yeah, it was low assist total for him, but four assists, twenty-four points. He did create some things attacking. Nine of sixteen shooting. We shouldn't overlook that. So Russ was able to do some things there, but but still, the Lakers, whether Russ is on the floor or not, they don't stay afloat when LeBron is not on the floor. That's that's the big thing that that matters. Yeah, uh, Mamba mentality, not how they go, but glad for the win. Uh, these past few games, it's alarming, alarmingly show how much we need another rim protecting big and three point shooter ASAP. Yeah, again, you need something. You need to, I mean, Darvin Ham talked about it before the game, that the Lakers need shooting. Um, again, that's, you know, that's something you can find maybe on the trade market. Another big, maybe it's Boogie, maybe it's Myers Leonard, maybe you bring up Jay Huff. Uh, this post, M. Dredd says, says Dwight, bring in Dwight, maybe it's Dwight Howard. I don't know. But in any event, I think you need to get something. Um at the trade deadline here for the Lakers trade deadline coming up on February 9th. This team just has such key weaknesses, but the, they've been in just about every single game, right? Even if you look against some of the better teams, uh, games that really they shouldn't have lost to, you know, the Celtics, the 76ers, um, games that they gave away, they're close. They just need a little bit more help. Yeah. And uh, it's frustrating. Both Philly games, Dallas, What's that? Indiana, Boston, mm -hmm. Portland, Sacramento the first time. I feel like I'm missing some. There, there's, there's a, but there's probably eight or nine games. Yeah, and I'm at seven right now. So, like, let's say it really is only seven. You feel like the Lakers probably should at least want four of those seven. Like, yeah. if, if it, they go four and three in those seven, like, final possession games or whatever, you live with yourself. I think the Lakers are so – Laker fans are so frustrated because – they are zero and seven in all those games. They didn't in all those games. Heck, throw the first Clippers game in as well. You had that yep. one too. So, um, like, just just gotta close out games. Like that's why I'd say like it's frustrating. But the Lakers, and maybe this is why we're kind of a little bit down on tonight. 
the Lakers are a better team than 20 and 24. You know how we yeah. know? Because they were in that Celtics game. They beat Milwaukee. They should have beat Philly twice. Like, yep. stuff, stuff like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But ultimately, you've got to get the wins. You got, I mean, as much as you can say, well, woulda, coulda, shoulda, you've got to find a way to stack up those wins. And, uh, and they haven't been able to do that consistently enough. But again, tonight was a win. Uh, Jillian said, LeBron wash. LeBron can't close. Kobe would never. AD's team. Russ is more clutch. 48 points, 26 shots. 11 of 12 free throw, plus 19. LeBron haters punching the air right now. That's the the victory lap from a, a LeBron stand, which we tend to see after every game. If it's a good Russ game, we get the Russ victory laps and all that. I just do a Lakers victory lap. I mean, the Lakers won the game. LeBron's great. LeBron had an incredible performance. Um, I don't worry too much about like where the haters are or anything like that because that's where you just you ride the roller coaster. You go up and down with every game. Yeah, I mean... If LeBron plays well, typically that means, you know, the Lakers are doing something well, too. So, sure. you know, it's a team victory lot. We'll take it. Senpai said, is Damian Jones so bad he can't get run against Houston? I mean, right? Like, Sengun is going nuclear, right? Just ballistic on the Lakers, right? A career high, having the literally the game of his life. That's what Sengun is doing. You have Thomas Bryant, Wedding Gabriel, and Damian Jones. Those are your three players. That can play center. You can argue when Gabriel's actually more of a forward than a center, but whatever, right? Those are your three guys. LeBron can occasionally fill in at center. If in this game where Thomas Bryant couldn't get it done, clearly couldn't get it done, Wendy Gabriel is in foul trouble. Darvin Ham looks down the bench. There's Damian Jones, and he says, nah, not putting him in. He's not, he's not getting in that. So what's the... What's the point? You're just taking up a roster. But like, if that's the way this is, if Damian Jones is this bad that he can't get on the floor to even as just another big body to throw at Sangoon, then what's the point of taking up a roster spot with him? The Lakers need to move on then. They need to either, if that means you just try to move on from his contract, then he becomes dead money on the books for next year at a better minimum. Whatever you do, you need to figure something out because right now you're wasting a roster spot if you can't even play him in this situation. I mean, am I am I wrong, Sean? No, I mean, there's been like a few games like that this year where you're like, okay, no AD. Thomas is either in foul trouble or he's not playing well defensively. Wenyan's more than likely in foul trouble. Dave, you can't go to Damian Jones. Like that is just such a red flag. But also like, and I think you've made this point in the past. We've had some maybe off-camera conversations about this. If this is the case, why is Damian Jones, like, filling a roster spot? Like, it it makes no sense, honestly. And, um, yeah, it, it just becomes super frustrating um, that you, you keep Damian on and he can't get run when, like like you said, Alfred Sagoon is having the game of his life or – one of these other bigs is torching Thomas Bryan the defensive end. So, um, it, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Kyle Hampton said that was a weird, weird game, but we won, so I'll take it now again. Yeah, I mean, hey, uh, it's until Wild says it's a win, but a bad win. Sure, but I will. I'll take. I will take a bad win over a good loss any day, especially right now at this point any in the season. Day. Like, I would rather. I would rather barely scraped by against the Houston Rockets then hey we played well and just barely lost to the 76ers gosh that's frustrating you know like the Lakers played better basketball as a team last night than they did tonight 
But yeah. I would much rather be able to say the Lakers won the game in the end than not. You remember uh, to test your memory here, Trevor. You remember the oh, uh, get? Oh boy, uh, do you remember the Rockets game last year in Houston that the Lakers infamously lost and yes. gave up like one third? Yeah. Yep. Remember how terrible we felt after that game, Laker fans? Like that's why, like you don't take winning for granted ever. Yeah. So yes, I will more than uh, happily take this game over stuff like that. Always winning said rock the baby Russ every game. No, the, the rock the baby seems to be a bad omen. It foretells disaster coming for for the Lakers. That's, that's the way it's gone so far this season. Uh, Patrick said trade for Kuzma, Sadiq Bay, Rui Hachimura, Alec Burks, Marvin Bagley, and Boyan. That's a pop. That, so we're trading for the Pistons and the Wizards, basically. For Russ, Bev, none, two unprotected picks. That's a heck of a trade, but that's a three-team deal, and you have to figure out all the pieces that are involved there. And that, yeah, I don't you, think that's that's happening. And you're bringing back like so many pieces mid-season that almost becomes unrealistic. Yeah, like Kuz, Sadiq Bay, Bojan. Oh my god. Yeah, that's all. Also, like, that seems like you're actually, like, I'm not even joking anymore. I feel like you're taking too many players back. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you'd have to clear a bunch of roster spots. But, look, Kuzma and Bojan for Russ and the two picks, just that, I don't know if you're getting that, right? And then you add in, you're getting Alec Burks, you're getting Sadiq Bey, you're getting, you're not, you're not getting that much in return for those guys. Yeah. You're just not. All right, let's, that's a good place to do this. Star in your role. Who is the star in your role from tonight? Might actually be a little bit of a difficult decision here. LeBron goes for 48. Russ goes for 24. You got 14 and nine with two blocks out of Wenyon. You got, but Alper and Sengun went nuts. You've got uh, Kendrick Nunn hit for 15 on seven to 12 shooting, one of five from deep. You had 11 from Patrick Beverly. Welcome back, Pat. Uh, coming back from illness, played in this one. And that's that's kind of it, right? So who gets it? Wendy and Gabriel. Um, I feel like out of those three guys, he kind of felt his impact on the game a little bit more. And that's no disrespect to Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn had a very timely three, I think. This might have been the third quarter. The Rockets got it down to two. And, um, you know, Kendrick Nunn, they run a double stagger action for him, knocks on a big three. Pat Bev hit a couple of big threes. He was, what, three for six tonight. But, um, yeah, Wendy Gabriel, big time on the glass, got a couple of very timely and ones. And just his chemistry with LeBron and, and Russ, especially as a role man, is just impeccable. But, uh, gosh, you got to stay out of foul trouble, Wendy. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Um, I think it is Wendy Gabriel as well. Um, but it, it wasn't a game where I was just blown away by, by like, multiple role players. We didn't see that that happen in this one. And Wenyon, Wenyon kind of wins it by default almost. I mean, I guess he got 15 out of Kendrick Nunn, but it felt like a game where you did, like nobody really stepped up and have like a, had like a great performance. Yeah. Uh, Mamba Mentality said, we need the team that got wins without Braun and AD and the one that kept it close with the Nuggets for the third quarter. Next game, I'm interested. Kings coming to the Lions' den. Coach needs to show them the last two to fire up the squad. Yeah, I mean, that is going to be 
a big game coming up for the Lakers against Sacramento Kings. You know the Kings are going to be out for revenge after the Lakers beat them. Uh, last time they played, Lakers see the Kings on Wednesday. Going to be an important one for for the Lakers. See if they can keep this win streak going. And again, you're going to need... So You can't have this tonight where we're like, well, okay, I guess, you know, Wenyan stepped up and he was good, but everybody else was kind of flat. You need... You need Dennis Schroeder that we saw, what, a week ago, who was scoring consistently. You need the Thomas Bryant that we saw a week or so ago. You need some of these guys to round back into form if you're going to beat Sacramento this time. Yeah, and uh, I mean, taking a quick peek at the schedule, these last two to three weeks are so pivotal for the Lakers. Like Sacramento in L.A. uh, Wednesday night. You got the Grizzlies Friday night at home. They travel to Portland, come back to the Clippers, then San Antonio. That's just in the span of the next eight days or so. And those are all big-time games of the Western Conference for standings. Then you close it out at Boston, at Brooklyn, at New York. The only game, if I'm being completely honest with you, Trevor, I'm like, the Lakers probably won't win is at Boston. But even then, like, they hung tight with them last time. I like your chances with Brooklyn, especially with no Kevin Durant this second go-round. And maybe AD's back. I, I, I highly doubt it, though. But, um, yeah, a, a big-time stretch to end them up. And uh, let's see if the Lakers can build some momentum heading into the month of February. And uh, we'll be on LeBron uh you know, cream breaking watch. That's cream watch. Wording. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, let's see. Thomas Bryant needs to get his butt in the weight room. He's soft. See, look, a week ago, everybody was just singing his praises, right? I mean, Thomas Bryant has been great helping this Lakers team tread water while Anthony Davis has been out. I really think he's just running out of gas. Remember, Thomas Bryant is on a veteran minimum contract. He's being asked to do stuff that's way above his pay grade on a night-to-night basis, and he's been tremendous. He's slowed down the last, what, three games or so. But I don't want to fault the guy when he's been such a big part of the Lakers in the last, uh, you know, maintaining things without Anthony Davis. So I don't want to put too much blame on Thomas Bryant. I I think it's very understandable if he is running out of steam because he's he's had to take on a lot. Yeah. Uh, Jared G, uh, Jared Greenberg said AD may come back before January ends. Yep, uh, that's what we've been hearing for AD targeting sometime before the big road trip at the end of the month, which would mean maybe the 24th or 25th. They might come back. He might come back sometime or other. He's running. Uh, oh, Peter Butter Badger said any news on a hurt player. So AD is now running out of the court, doing some half court stuff. He's been shooting around before games, things like that. Not ready to like return to game action yet. But again, we're talking maybe in the next week. Like we might be be talking about AD's return. So coming up um, fairly soon-ish. And then uh, Lonnie Walker, I don't have an update on him. I know, uh, I think Darvin talked about both of them saying, uh, both Reeves and Walker, and that in the next few days, they're going to get reevaluated and we'll go from there. I heard a few days ago that Reeves wasn't yet really running, but he was walking without any pain and the, the doctors just hadn't cleared him to start running yet. So it should be somewhat soon, but again, how that reevaluation reevaluation visit goes is going to be important, and then they got to ramp up. And so that visit could be tomorrow, could be the next day, something like that. Then both players get reevaluated, and then we'll have a little more info on them. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Davis says, what's the latest on AD's return? Same thing. About a week, maybe a little bit more. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Frank, bring back Dwight and Kuz. Well, you could bring back Dwight in theory right now if you wanted to. Kyle Kuzma, you're going to have to trade for, which I don't think necessarily would be a terrible idea, but 
you're talking future draft picks that you'd have to sacrifice in order to bring back Kyle Kuzma. Who knows? Maybe maybe they do it, but Washington's got to make the decision to move on. Um, I think it would make a lot of sense for the Wizards to move on from him, but I don't know if they're going to do it. Yeah, no. Um, I think Washington, they're going to stamp half for right now. I don't think there's going to be any moves in the next for, for a couple of weeks or so. Probably right around maybe beginning of February, we might see some action. Oh, well, I want to, this comment says, I want a starting five with Schroeder, Gabriel, LeBron, AD, and Thomas Bryant. We're go- that, that's not Twin Tower. That's a supersized lineup. So what, like, I guess LeBron is your two? Wendy and Gabriel is your three, AD is your four, Thomas Bryant is your five, and then you have little Dennis Schroeder out there? Now that Tom Brady is gone, LeBron is on Goat Watch. He has the spotlight. Uh, Tom Brady, I don't know that he's retiring. He, Who knows? Maybe he jumps over to the Raiders. He could. No. And there's, he could. Right? No. And Sorry, Sean. But he could, he could go just about any place, right? Um, yes. there's, there's a few places that he could wind up, I should say. Um, but I, that, that lineup's just way too big. That's not going to yeah. work. The Lakers have been undersized. That's... That's overcorrecting on the, the size problem. Yeah, no, yeah. Talk about overcorrection. Uh, Dwight said, Grindhart said, Dwight said Lakers wouldn't give him a contract because it was an age. We need two three-pointers and one big, uh, and we need a new Showtime. We need new Showtime Lakers players. So that archetype of players who can get out and run and defend and that sort of thing, I mean, sure, if you can find those guys. Uh, two three-point shooters, one big. I mean, would that be Jakob Pertle, Doug McDermott, and Josh Richardson then? Right? Yes. That's that's two three-point shooters and one big. But then that's a rust trade, and that's, you know, then you're multiple firsts and, and all of that. Do it, cowards. LeBron, <laughs> would you do that both firsts for Pertle, Richardson, and McDermott, and Russ has got to go too? Are you doing that? Are they unprotected? Or can yeah. at least get one heavily protected? Unprotected. I'm not doing it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Probably not. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Probably not. Because but... they're, they're charging you for removing Russ off your roster. That's, that's what's happened. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, LeBron Westbrook in most three people lineups is very positive net rating with AD out. Uh, they're playing together. Well, as of late AD Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker, a few shooters top four in the West. Yeah. We've seen there's people will see that and just roll their eyes and say, Lakers aren't a top four team and all that. But 
like if they win, let's say there's been nine games that the Lakers have fumbled away at the end that you could say the Lakers should have won. If they win six of those, right? So you take away six losses and you add in six wins. This team is 26 and 18. And I'm talking about just winning the games where you can say, man, they really should have won that game and they choked it away at the end. You don't do that. And everything looks completely different. Now, obviously I'm not saying this is proof they're a better team or anything like they didn't win those games because they weren't good enough to win those games. Right. So I'm not, I'm not saying, Oh, mad scientist here. Um, this is proof that they're just a better team, but they would be the three seed right now. At that point, they'd be tied for the three seed. If they just took care of business in those games. And that's with the current roster without making any upgrades. I don't think they actually become the four seed, but like, it's not as crazy to think that they could be up there in the middle of the pack of the West in the West if they added a piece or two just in terms of talent and the overall ability of the team. And we'd be talking about LeBron as a potential MVP candidate. And we would. I mean, like, and I think that's why there's so much like frustration and discourse around Lakers social media. It's like I feel like there is a sentiment to like, okay, this team is right there. Um, and whether it's the inability to close out games, whether it's the uh, lack of, I guess, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but the Lakers front office not wanting to make another move and mm-hmm. go make a trade. Um, it, it's frustrating for sure. Oh, no. Mamba mentality said, Sean, whose house, not Chargers. It's been a tough, it's been a tough couple of days for you. Yes, 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 it has. And I'm honestly surprised we've gone through the whole sh- the whole show with uh, me not seeing a Chargers thing yet. So that's okay. nice. There you go. Now, now you have unfortunate, but um, it did it happen. It happened. You know what, though? Uh, hopefully the Lakers can provide you a little bit more joy. A lot of times they provide heartbreak. That's what they've done recently, but they got to win. Uh, always winning said, update on 10-day contracts, Boogie, et cetera. Well, they should still, They, I believe, um, that we should see Sterling Brown off the books now for the Lakers, which means they can go sign somebody else if they want. They have an open roster spot. Um, it didn't. Darwin didn't sound like he was overly eager to sign Boogie or Myers Leonard or anything but that the Lakers are just kind of doing their due diligence. So we'll see what they go, what they do from here. An open roster spot could also mean you could use that to help facilitate a trade to take on an extra player. So we'll see. Uh, Black Mama, hey, Trevor, why aren't the Lakers looking at Hassan Whiteside? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I would imagine that they just they didn't like what they saw out of him because he is a name, but if the Lakers really are have their heart set on a big who can also shoot the three, he doesn't give you that. So maybe that's it. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, I'm a little surprised they didn't look at Whiteside over a Myers Leonard. Um, so that does kind of surprise me. But I mean, yeah, like I, I think we kind of overrate Hassan Whiteside a little bit in his abilities. But if you're um, determined to find a three-point shooting big, he's not gonna. Sure. He doesn't right. give me that. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, and, and it makes some sense why you want to get a three-point shooting big or a guy that could stretch the floor and maybe allow Anthony Davis to occupy the the low block and the low post a little bit more. But um, yeah. All right. Alicia said, I hope LeBron didn't hurt his back. We need him. He looked like he was joking about it a little bit after the game or as the game was ending. So I'm hoping that he's okay as well. I was a crazy play. Looked like he was going to lose the ball. And then he, I mean, just rifles an overhead pass all the way down the court to Russell Westbrook. 
Um, but it did look like he tweaked his back a little bit. Hopefully he'll be good uh, on that. Patrick said, predictions on all the remaining games this month. So let's see. So Sean, let me just, I'll just hit you with the schedule here and just tell me, do they, they win or do they lose? All right. So Sacramento. Win. Memphis. Loss. At Portland. Win. Okay. So two and one right now. Uh, Clippers. I, I want to be a homer so much as say win, but I'm going to go loss. Okay. Two and two now. San Antonio. Win. Second night of back to back. Win. Win. Okay. Three and two. At Boston. Loss. Three and three. Uh, at Brooklyn. Win. Ooh, I like it. All right. Four and three. At New York, second night of a back-to-back. Win. Okay. So you've got them five and three to close out the month of January. I would be very, very happy if that's the case. They can pull Yeah, I mean, like I said, the only game I don't think they'll win at, like where I'm actually probably saying they won't win at all, I don't think we match a with Memphis at all. Yeah. So I don't think they'll get that one. The other ones you have a shot at. Oh, Trevor Lane stand gave us a $5 super chat. Thank you. I didn't know I had stands. Trevor, you eat. That's, that's news. Don't, don't don't be. You definitely have stands, bro. That's that's <laughs> bizarre, uh, but I'll take it. Uh, this one said, since turning thirty-eight, LeBron is leading the league in points, rebounds, and assists. Just absurd. This season should be so much more magical than it has has been. Yeah, and speaks to the point of I'm concerned that LeBron's going to have to do so much now that he's going to be burnt out by playoff time. Ideally, that's when Anthony Davis gets to yep. take some of the burden off. And that's why I think I'm very intrigued to see the dynamic between LeBron and AD when they get back. Like We know they play well together, but like you made this point a little while ago, Travis. Like we, we haven't seen – they've both been individually at separate times, like top five to eight players this year. We haven't seen them both be top five players together at the exact same time this season. Because um, when AD was dropping 50, LeBron was kind of struggling in air quotes for LeBron terms. And when LeBron was rolling, when AD was playing, AD was you know banged up with that back and some other stuff. So he wasn't 100%. So curious to see how the dynamic is when uh, AD gets back. All right. Uh, Drew, appreciate the super chat. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, my, my stand came back on here and said, hey, Trevor and Sean, thank you for all you do. Big blessings. Well, thank you very much. We, we appreciate certainly it. appreciate that. Um, it is a, a labor of love and feel very, very fortunate to be able to do you know, what we do for, uh, for all of you. Absolutely. Uh, Co-op said, is DeAndre Hunter a realistic and possible trade? I don't think so. I don't think the Hawks are going to move on from him. I, dis- I disagree with the reasoning, but I, th- I don't think so because what are you giving Atlanta? That makes it that like, they would want. That they would want exactly. I could see Atlanta like, quote unquote, blowing it up and like, or like just keeping Dejounte and Trey and building around those two guys or Dejounte, yeah. obviously. But I don't think they're doing it just for picks. They would want to add pieces to Trey, not just hey, we're going to get future picks. They would want guys that can play right now. Uh, Mum mentality. If you're laughing that the Lakers barely beat the Rockets, well, do you know the 76ers lost to them this year? Yeah, it's the NBA. Yeah, I mean, look, any given night, look, ten. the Rockets have won 10 games. So there's 10 times that some team was saying, oh my gosh, we lost to the Rockets. It happens. These are NBA players, but still, it's when you're the Lakers and, you're, and you need wins, that's 
must-win game. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, also to that point, like, the Rockets went into Phoenix and beat a Devin Booker-led Phoenix Suns team earlier in the year. So, like, the Rockets, like, they've beaten – I mean, they beat Milwaukee. Like, Giannis had an infamously bad game against Milwaukee, I think, again earlier this year. So, like, it's the NBA, guys. Like, stuff like this happens. This comment says, imagine if someone else put up Russ numbers off the bench, the amount of tra- uh, praise they would get. I mean, yeah, if it was, if it is random role player who suddenly bursts onto the scene and is dropping, what did Russ, Russ have tonight? If you have random role player suddenly becomes a six man candidate and is putting up a triple double uh, on a night to night basis or is putting up 23 and, and eight or 23 and four, whatever, whatever stat line you want to pick from Russ, then yeah. The problem is, the the reason why Russ doesn't get quite as much praise for it is because it's expected of him, right? It's that shock factor that makes, oh my gosh, Thomas Bryant, 18 and 12. Can you believe it? This guy's amazing, right? And he's getting all this praise because people didn't see that coming, right? With Russ, he's getting paid $47 million. And that's not a knock on, that's not me saying Russ hasn't been good this year. I like what we've seen out of Russ. I've been saying that I think that um, if you trade him away, you actually you really have to account for what you've been losing with him. I think he's done some positive things for the team this year. Um, I think he's been a big part of when they've when they've been successful. So that's not me trying to knock Russ at all or saying he shouldn't get praise. I'm just explaining why why Russ wouldn't get as much fanfare for putting up the numbers that he does as random role player X who suddenly starts putting up numbers off the bench. You've got what's what's expected and what's unexpected. What's unexpected is always going to draw a stronger result. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's like LeBron and, and Shea, after tonight, LeBron's probably going to be at 30 points per game. LeBron's averaging 30 and Shea's going to be averaging 30. If they were at the exact, like if Shea was, LeBron probably gets a little bit more credit than Shea because LeBron's 38, year 20 yep. just isn't expected per se. But like the reason why people are, that's maybe not the best comparison, but maybe people are like overreacting, not overreacting, like being so gets more attention. But part of that is it's yeah. LeBron, right? But the fact that he's 38 years old is a factor too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Because so, what do you expect the 38 year old to be able to do? Do what we do, talk about basketball. Not <laughs> <try 30. laughs> Uh, Brian said, Russ, unprotected first, both of them, unprotected pick swap, get it done for Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. I think so. Actually, you might be overpaying. Like, and I I love Freddie. I love Gary Trent. But you might be overpaying because you're going to have to pay Fred Van Vliet. And you're going to also have to pay Gary Trent Jr. And Fred has not been as good as you would hope this season. And then also you're you're also like just adding on to a problem you already have. Like those are both guards and you don't need more guards. Trent can at least shoot the three and play the wing a little bit. Sure. But, but I get your point and you have to pay both guys this coming summer. And that's, you know, Fred Van Vliet already turned down 114 million. Like he wants to get paid. That's, that's going to get expensive. Uh, Can you get Jay Rich for an unprotected swap? I think the Spurs will want more. And if they can't get, anything more than a swap they'll probably just keep them for until the summer and see what they can get uh drew said would you give up both first for kuzma and rui hachimura uh no 
I would give up one for Kuzma for sure, but uh, but no, I wouldn't do that. Uh, Ace of Hearts. Anyone know why Russ got so mad at Phil Handy? So there was an exchange that was reported by Jared Greenberg between Russ and Phil Handy, where Russ was telling Phil Handy he's got to be better. Phil Handy told Russ he has to be better. Darvin Ham dismissed it after the game, so this is just kind of what happens in an NBA season. Um, I'm not going to worry too much about it. I don't know exactly what happened, but sometimes, and I'm hoping this is the case here, sometimes we just get a little glimpse and we go, oh my gosh, that's horrible. But within a team, like you get, there's emotion built in and things that happen and guys get heated. And I mean, these are high level competitors that are used to going out there and giving their all and that can create emotional situations. So I'm not going to worry too much about it unless this becomes like a consistent thing, but it was something that was, that was out there. Uh, again, Darwin didn't seem concerned about it, but I guess something to keep an eye on. Yeah. And I'll touch more on that later. Spoiler, maybe, I guess. Uh, this one says, Oh, who's been our second best player the entire year? All wait. Uh, LeBron AD. Take your poison. It's one of LeBron or AD, right? I know I know what he's getting at is Russ, right? He wants to say Russ has been the second best player all year. I think Russ has been the third best player. Yeah. Both LeBron and AD have played at a level that Russ hasn't touched. And again, I'm not trying to knock Russ. Like Russ has been good this year. I like what we've seen out of Russ, but LeBron and AD have played at levels that Russ has not touched this year. And that's there's no like there's been maybe five players in the NBA total who have gotten to a level that LeBron and AD have touched this year. That's how good they've been. You've been a hater, man. Like, what is going on? Like, just it's clearly Russell Westbrook, Trevor. Gosh. <laughs> I mean, if the question is who's the who's the best, like, if you're asking who's the most available, oh, Russ has been great in terms of availability. He's been fantastic. Again, I'm I am not saying negative things about Russell Westbrook right now. So, Russ stands. Calm down. I'm seeing a couple of like 80 doesn't play. Well, yeah, neither is Kevin Durant, right? And people are going to say Katie's the top five player. So keep keep the same energy for Anthony Davis too. Uh, Bruce said, Russ is winning sixth man of the year. I would love Maybe. to see it. He might. Like, I know other players are getting love for that right now. I think Russ doesn't get enough credit for sixth man of the year. Yeah. I, I really, I, if I had to pick, and I'm biased, but if I had to pick right now, he's my sixth man of the year. No question. I mean, I feel like I feel like there's a couple of guys who'd be forgetting, like in terms of like the race. But who would it be? Is like Russ. I mean, like Jordan Poole is going to be in the mix there. Um, there's a few others. I, I can't think. It's a long day, but I can't think of, of the other ones off the top of my head. But like I know Jordan Poole is one of the other ones that's out there for six man. There's a few others as well. Yeah, I think it's Russ. I think it's Russ. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f***ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Don 
Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Uh, Richard said, one goat went crazy tonight, one goat eliminated. LeBron went crazy, Brady eliminated. We're fine with that. Um, oh boy, this guy's back. I like how hard it is for you guys to give him credit. It's hilarious to me, born and raised in California, unlike you guys. Uh, I, I was also born and raised in California. I can't say that part, but um, yeah, I mean, I, sure. <laughs> anyway. Okay, <laughs> let's get into this one, our favorite. Master Lock of the Night. The Master Lock of the Night. John, what from this game are you putting into the Master Lock? Uh, 805 guy's not going to like me because it is Russell Westbrook. Not because of his, not because of his play, but uh, because of that interaction with, with Bill Handy right before halftime. That really, if you're in the playback stream, first off, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Those are a ton of fun, especially when the Lakers uh, get wins. But um, like that was very frustrating to watch. Like your, your first, and again, Trevor made a good point um, when he got back in. He said that, you know, uh, Maybe that is, you know, Darvin Ham's like trying to hold like that's a part of their uh, culture. Like, hey, we hold everybody, including coach, uh, coaches, uh, accountable. Like, first off, you're playing a dangerous game when you start doing that. Secondly, mm-hmm. if that is the case, you don't do that out in like the open where you have now have to answer media questions about it. Russ did downplay it in his uh, press conference after or whatever, but like. Now you have to answer questions about it. Now it just brings a whole bunch of negativity to the situation. And, like, sure, the coaching staff first, we don't know. So that's part of the problem. You left to speculate. But, um, sure, the coaches, they've jacked up some things this season. But at the end of the day, you still, as a player, have to go execute and play hard and make the right plays and things like that. So Russ gets it for that whole situation, do that in a locker room or in the hallway where we don't have to see that per, uh, out in the open. And now you have to answer questions about it. So uh, it's just a, a bad situation in general. So master locking Russ's outburst at the, at halftime, whatever that exchange that was with, with Phil Handy. I don't even know if it was an outburst, but sure. That's, that's fair. Uh, me, the most frustrating part for this game uh, aside from losing leads whenever LeBron's out. But the most frustrating part for me was the offensive class. He gave up 17 offensive rebounds. Again, you only committed yeah. two turnovers on the night. Like LeBron drops 48. You should be in pretty good shape to win this game. Uh, but the offensive glass really helped keep Houston in this. Uh, the Lakers had nine offensive rebounds. The Rockets had 17. And they shot 49% from the field. So to grab 17 offensive rebounds on only 51 misses, on the night that somebody missed shots, the Rockets have was 51 and they grabbed 17 offensive rebounds. That's just way too high. That You cut that number in, what, down to 10? And this game's a blowout win for the Lakers. So their inability to control their own defensive glass and giving up offensive rebounds, that's uh, what I am putting in the master lock from this game. 
I love how the entire chat just like said the Chargers for Master Lock. I love you. Thanks. <laughs> I saw a lot of that. I saw a lot of that. The Chargers get Master Lock. And maybe that's fair. Um, all right. Ace of Hearts. If AD comes back against Brooklyn, he'd only miss 23 games on the season, assuming he doesn't get injured again. That is an assumption there. And I'd have to imagine there'll be some load management games and things like that as he gets back into play. That's 59 games, three short of the 2020 season. Yeah, I mean, not ideal. Not not ideal. AD was talking about wanting to play all 82 this season. Obviously, that wasn't going to happen, but um, this injury is, is derailed what was an incredible season. Yeah, and when he said all 82, I, I think we knew that was a little unrealistic. I think it was more right. so just like a mindset standpoint. Because, you know, like, how many superstars, like legit bona fide top 10 players, are playing all 82 games? There isn't any. Whether it's injuries or low management, so drunk yeah all right well the lakers get the win that's the important thing here at the end of the day they got the win over the houston rockets and they snap the losing streak three game losing streak is now broken lakers get the win against the rockets and they start a winning streak um take on the sacramento kings next coming up on wednesday will be of course over on playback for that one uh and of and have our typical post game show i want to thank everybody for joining us Appreciate it, guys. Lakers get the win so we can at least be happy about that. Oh, we have one last super chat came in. Trade Beverly and Nunn for and a first for Gary Trent Jr. and go get Boogie. Would you do that, Bev, Nunn, and a first for Trent? Oh, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. I would do that as well. I would do that as well. All right, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us. Till next time. See ya. And stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.